Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm. And we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. All of our podcasts are available there or wherever you like to get your podcasts. We recently finished our summer educational program here on the campus of Herbert W. Armstrong College. And this program had about 120 teenage campers and quite a few workers that uh, were involved with the camp. And it's a three-week camp. And the young people learn a lot of different skills and are challenged with a lot of different activities. And, uh, but it's all based on the Bible. It's all founded on God's way of living, which is a joyful way. It's an exciting way. And it's a way of growth and development. And one thing that you notice when you read the Bible is that you see God is a family. He's a family. That's what the Bible talks about so much is how God's a family, how he is expanding his family. And that's something that many people don't understand or don't talk about very much, but it's a, a major part of the Bible. God is a family. That's something that mankind can become part of. God teaches us about family, and, and the way he does that, one of the main ways, is by giving us physical family. There's a lot of controversy today, I guess, in this society about male and female and and uh, mothers and fathers and, and uh, children and families. But God created it, and that's why Man can't just decide to change things. You know, if it was an invention of man, then I suppose they could do whatever they want with it. But God created family. He created male and female. He created children, parents. He made laws and commands that govern family because God is a family, and he's teaching us about family and how to be part of physical family and then become part of the God family. That's what we're being taught. Physical family, of course, is under satanic attack in today's society. And God is very concerned about that. He's concerned about the way that families are being destroyed because it destroys what he wants to do. Now God's plan will stand, but again, um, people can make things a lot harder on themselves if they're not understanding God's plan or if they're rebelling against it. Notice this quote. This is from a book that we have. It's at the trumpet.com. It's a free book, Child Rearing with Vision. And it says, The Bible prophesied of an end-time Elijah whose job was to turn the hearts of the fathers and children toward one another. See, there was a, a prophecy there in Malachi and it's Malachi 4, verses 5 and 6. And if you have a Bible handy, it'd be great to get it out so we can look at this passage and a few other ones. But God knew that there'd be problems in the family. He knew that there would have to be education about how to have family. And so notice this prophecy here, Malachi 4, verses 5 through 6. 
It says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with the curse, it should read. Now that's talking about a particular individual who fulfilled that office, Herbert W. Armstrong, and God used him to really teach a lot about family. We've got a lot of the books that he authored, and they're free at thetrumpet.com, and you can read those and see, and again, they're all taken from um, the Bible in terms of the, the uh, underpinning scriptures and the understanding, and then, of course, he puts them together and, and shows what God's plan is for mankind. You can read about that in The Incredible Human Potential. Mystery of the Ages also talks about that. There's a lot there about family, a lot about family, and so God knew there'd be a problem with family. He knew that Satan would attack it. He would try to destroy it, and there has to be somebody to teach about it. Now that uh, man, Herbert Armstrong's dead. He died in 1986, but his work continues today. It's God's work, and it continues today, and you can read his material and then other material that's come along since that builds upon that. That's at thetrumpet.com. There has to be godly family. There has to be or else there is no family. It has to be built God's way. It's a beautiful goal for our families to have the heart of the fathers turn to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers. Unified families. So it's important that we build our physical families the same way that God builds spiritual family. Because again, God gives us physical families so that we can learn about being in his family. And we can develop the character to someday be born into his family. So there are some steps here that uh, we need to think about, some principles that we need to put into practice to really build our physical families the way that God builds spiritual family. And the first one is families need to be built on love. They need to be built on love. And now this would be something that I think a lot of people would say, but we have to understand the depth of it. Notice 1 John 4 and verse 19. 1 John 4 and verse 19, it says, We love him because he first loved us. So God loved us first. He sacrificed for us. Jesus Christ sacrificed for us, loved us first set us an example, taught us how to love in the first place by loving us. So as fathers and mothers, we have to develop strong bonds with our children. Now a child that has not been shown love has a hard time giving love to others because it's, you know, they learn by example. And so if they haven't seen that example in their life, then it can be harder. But that's why it's so important that there is love there. And again, if somebody didn't quite have that, they can always develop more of that, and God can help with all of those things, of course. But we want to make sure that we're doing all we can to have love be in the family. Fathers and mothers have to develop strong bonds with the children. A successful family relationship has to be full of love. And, of course, there's correction at times, but even that's love, as we'll talk about. But everything has to be done based on the foundation of love. And 
you know, some people might think of that as sort of a syrupy concept, but it's not. I mean, it's very practical and it's very concrete. Notice 1 John 5 and verse 3, just to make sure we have our definition correct here. 1 John 5 and verse 3, it says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. We have to make sure that we keep God's commandments. That's love. You know, how do we have love in a family? How do we express that? Well, it's by the keeping of God's commandments. And there's a lot of depth to that. But that's the the principle that we need to think about. It's keeping God's commandments. It's not just doing whatever we think or whatever we feel like we should do. It is very specifically keeping God's commandments. And they're not grievous. They're wonderful for us when we do that. And we have to keep the commandments in our home and then our children see that and uh, have a positive example to look to. Love is essential in building a family. Another thing that has to happen in a family for it to be successful is there has to be teaching. There has to be teaching. There has to be proper example and instruction. So the right words need to be said, and but then the right actions have to be done as well. There's another quote from our child-rearing booklet. It says, When we as adults have a problem, we should go to God and ask for help. Seek the answer and then take action, fervently putting the answer into practice. Now, that's something to really think about, you know, individually. How often do we do that and follow that procedure? That's, but that's what we need to do. And if we do that, if we're parents and we do that, then our children will see us do that, and they'll follow our example. They'll follow our example. We have to give them proper instruction, proper teaching. Notice this passage in Ephesians 6. We'll read the first four verses. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. You know, if we just stop there for a second, if you look at, say, news stories that come out where, unfortunately, a, a person died when they were pretty young and, you know, it was crime or drugs or something like that. Well, they don't honor their parents. You know, they're rebellious in most cases. And maybe they didn't have a good example either. You know, a lot of times there's quite a few problems that have existed. But often there's just a bad family environment. And so, you know, there's problems there. And they don't live long on the earth because they weren't following instructions they were rebellious. Maybe they didn't have the instructions. You know, there's a lot that can go on there. But, but certainly this biblical promise, this godly promise is true that if children honor their parents, they will live long on the earth. They will have that long life because they'll be obeying God and following him. And that's not to say that if somebody, you know, dies a little early, it's because they broke this. I mean, there are some some exceptions, I suppose, where, um, you know, that can happen and, and uh, it's not related to this directly. But the overall principle is something we do have to keep in mind here. It has to it has to be um, uh, young people have to be brought up with a proper example and follow it and honor their father and mother. And then uh, they will have this long life. But it says fathers. So there's a command to fathers here now as well. It says, and you fathers provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture 
and admonition of the Lord. And so again, you can see there, there has to be uh, teaching, instruction, admonition. There has to be that proper instruction. And example is a major teaching tool. You know, whatever our children see us do, then they're going to emulate it, good or bad. <laughs> In most cases, they emulate it. Young people are very good, of course, at spotting hypocrisy. And so we have to really work to teach God's word, but then also be living by it as well. I think that's a, sort of a well-known expression, you know, do as I say, not as I do. But, of course, that doesn't work, right? I mean, people obviously... Um, and know that uh, if that's the attitude, then people won't follow it because they'll see the hypocrisy in it. So we want to be making sure that we, as parents, are striving to set the right example in our homes and teaching the children that way. And then, you know, it's going to give them a great example to follow. God does that. He lives according to his laws. We can look at his existence and what he does, and he always obeys his laws. He doesn't do anything that he doesn't tell us to do. He already did it. He did it first. And, you know, we're told in the Bible to, you know, serve God and to sacrifice. And what, what example do we look at? Well, Jesus Christ did that perfectly. He did it first and then says, follow my example. So as parents, we have to be the same where, okay, well, I, here's my example. And then hopefully it's a godly one and it's a good one. And if there's some mistakes made, then we, we need to correct them so that the proper example can be set there for the children and it helps the family to grow and be bonded together the right way. Another thing that is important in developing families and in building families is uh, correction. And that can be a dreaded word at times, correction. But correction done correctly is love. It is love to correct. You know, it could be done incorrectly, of course. But God doesn't want us to do it that way. He wants us to do it in love. You can look at Proverbs 13 and verse 24. We won't turn over there at this time, but you can look at that, and it just talks about, you know, if we love our children, we'll make sure we correct them. You know, there'll be correction, and it'll be proper, and it'll be done the right way, but there'll be some correction because we want them to go the right way. We want them to go the right way. We don't want them hurting themselves or hurting others or causing problems. We want them to go the right way, and sometimes... They have to be corrected and put back on the right path if they get off that path. Consistency is key in correction. You know, we can't sometimes allow something to, you know, go unpunished and then other times punish for it. We have to be consistent, making sure it's according to God's law. You know, and we think about God correcting us. Well, he does that so we can be blessed. He wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. He wants us to choose life. And if we're not choosing correctly, then sometimes we need some correction to make sure we make a better choice. But the correction is so that he can bless us as he wants to. He wants to protect us from harm. And, of course, we have those same motivations towards our children. Hopefully, if we're thinking right, we want to protect them. We want to help them. We want to see them be blessed. And so we have to make sure that they stay in, on track. And uh, everything has to be motivated by God's love. And then family really gets built. It really gets built in a very wonderful and a powerful way. And if God's law is broken, we have to make sure a change is made so that God's law can be kept in the future. 
And it has to all be done in love, all for the good of the children, all for the good of the family. That's the way God treats us, and that's the way we should then work to build our families. The goal in all of this in in family is to work toward developing God's holy, righteous character. We want to have that type of character. We want to develop that in ourselves and help our children develop that as well. Have the character of God. Here's another quote from our child-rearing booklet. Again, this booklet's free, and it's at thetrumpet.com, and um, it's a great book to read and reread it. It says, To have happy, well-adjusted children with the right attitude, remember to love them, teach by example, and discipline in love. It boils down to 85% love, 10% teaching by example, and 5% correction in love. And it says none of us will ever do it perfectly 100% of the time, but it certainly is a goal that God wants each of us to attain. We are God's children, it says. He is our Father. God is a family. Let us strive to administer God's loving family government in our own homes so that we, whether a husband or a wife or the children, all will acquire God's own image and character. You know, we want to have that same character image like God does. We want to be like him. And it, it takes work and it takes effort. Uh, let's look at one last passage here in Matthew 12, just to see something Christ said. Again, you can go through the Bible and just so much is said about family, because God is a family. And we're preparing for the God family by how we live in our physical families today. Matthew 12 and verse 50, Christ said, Whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. You know, who, who's family with God? Well, ultimately, we have to be born into that family. We have to be spirit. But what are we doing in preparation for that and leading to that and be preparing to be born into God's family? Well, it's doing the will of God. It's doing the will of God the Father. That's what Christ did. And if we want to be part of that God family, and if we want our families to be growing and developing in that way today, we have to be doing God's will, fulfilling God's will. Every role in the family has to strive to do that. And then we have this very unified family unit. And it's an exciting life. It's an exciting physical life. We had an exciting summer educational program a tiring one, but very exciting, very fulfilling, lots of activities, and all of it founded and based upon God's love, the Word of God, doing God's will, just like Christ did. Family is a beautiful thing. Unfortunately, it's being destroyed in this world, but it doesn't have to be in your life. If you'd like to learn more about this, you can request our free book, Child Rearing with Vision, and of course, we have a lot of other material there at thetrumpet.com that helps you with this subject as well. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.